what is up you guys welcome back to another podcast today we are going to talk about drumroll please that's just my nails on my laptop i have my notes out i am ready for this one this one's gonna be important it's simply important because so many people struggle with this including myself and there's i'll just say what it is bloating bye bye bloat baby and let me just spoiler alert it's not gonna be using bye bye bloat so sorry about that but i do have some helpful tips for you guys today because a lot of people actually ask me about this and they're like why am i always bloated like why do i always look six months pregnant when i'm not like we love looking pregnant when we're not and not just like oh like i'm on my period bloating like why am i consistently bloating and also let me preface with i'm not talking about that like by the end of the day your stomach is just full and it looks like you ate something today because that's not bloating that's just normal when you wake up in the morning your stomach like usually by the time that you wake up everything's been like digested while you sleep and you know you're on an empty stomach versus at 9 p.m when you have been drinking stuff all day hopefully you drink a gallon of water today and you ate all your meals and you're hitting your macros and a byproduct of that is just going to be looking full and that's okay that is normal but if you're actually having like digestion issues and feeling any discomfort of any sort then i have some tips that can help you with this and it might not be the immediate go-to that you guys are thinking of so the first one is going to be just prioritizing fiber and this might seem like common sense but there's also like a sweet spot of how much fiber you're supposed to have if you have too much fiber that can almost be just as harmful as not having enough so you want to be careful and it's going to vary per person but you want to go anywhere between 10 to 14 grams of fiber per 1000 calories that you consume So to keep it real basic, if you were eating 2,000 calories a day, you really want to have 20 grams of fiber a day. So keep an eye on that. I highly recommend using MyFitnessPal and putting your food in there and kind of seeing where you regularly hit that. Um, Some foods that are high in fiber are veggies. Um, So incorporating just some leafy greens will definitely be helpful and pack some extra fiber in there. The next one's going to be consuming foods with pre and probiotics. So prebiotics is going to be those fiber foods and probiotics are going to be a lot of things that are kind of like fermented. So yogurt is a good one. And then also like kimchi. Um, Let me look some up. Okay, I just had to look some examples up because I don't know why I was like planking on foods with um, probiotics, but sauerkraut is another fermented food. Tempeh is 
also fermented and it's a soybean. Also, a lot of my vegan vegetarians can get that. Um, and kombucha is a good one. Pickles is another example of something that's fermented. Um, and that's pretty much like the main ones. So I know that one's maybe not as like cute and fun to incorporate, but yogurt's a pretty safe go-to. I have yogurt every day and I feel like that definitely helps. I like to try to throw some like kimchi and sauerkraut on when I can or pickles and things like that. But all of that will definitely help your gut as well and just help you with bloating and just regulation in general, folks. So that's my first tip is fiber, prebiotic, probiotic. The next one's going to be limiting water intake before, during, and right after meals, especially any carbonated beverages. But essentially every time that you go to like drink water, it's filling your stomach up with more air. And so I try to refrain from like chugging your water before, during, and after meals. And once again, carbonated beverages can also help fill your stomach up with air, causing more bloating. So another thing with this is like breathing. So it's kind of like the third tip is stomach breathing. If you take a couple of deep breaths before you eat, it really will help increase blood flow to your diaphragm and create kind of like an internal massage to your stomach and intestines. So like taking a deep inhale through your nose and really like allow the breath to fill up your stomach and slowly release it and do that a couple times. This also kind of goes into my tip number four, which is creating just like a proper environment. And so essentially a lot of people, I know that I'm guilty of this. So this is something that I've had to really work on over the past like year or so. And I'm not necessarily even the best at this, but it's something that I do think about and kind of notice when I'm not doing. But like so many of us are just like grab and go, hurry up and eat. Or like you're on your lunch break and you maybe have something else to do and you're like literally eating a meal within 10 minutes. Or like you get home, you're starving and you just like shove everything down. And when you're stressed out, it ruins your digestion too. So like when your heart rate is increased and you're like in a high stress environment and you're like shoving in food and just like housing it down, that's actually causing digestion issues as well. And so it's stuff that people don't really like once again, like immediately think about, but taking your time to like chew slowly also breaks down the food and helps with digestion, but it also just helps you relax and slow down no one should be eating in 10 minutes like you really 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 want to like space it out as long as you can and all of this will also once again kind of reduce that air intake into your stomach and it's the air that once again causes like gas retention bloating so um another thing that can help with this is eating just smaller meals because it will allow your body to digest the food more easily so then the next tip I have for you is getting some light movement in after meals. So something as simple as like a light walk can really help regulate your blood sugar and also just improve your heart health by regulating your, your blood pressure. So just once again, aiding in that digestion, not required by any means, but if you have the 
opportunity to take advantage of some time and just walk around and get some light, light movement in and just walk around a bit. That can also really help with bloating. And then the last one, which might sound kind of obvious, but also not, is considering food sensitivities or like allergies. This one I want to take a little more time on today just to give you some homework and something to implement right away, Um, which I highly recommend writing all of that down and like really practicing it and really making a conscious effort to incorporate all the tips I just said. But this one can also be very helpful, especially because a lot of people are quick to be like, oh, like I can't eat dairy or like I'm gluten free or like whatever. But it's not always just the immediate, oh, like dairy free, gluten free. There can be like specific foods that just don't sit well with your body. It doesn't have to be a mainstream thing just because your friend or your family member has this, you know, struggles with gluten or dairy or whatever, or lactose intolerant, like, it doesn't mean that you are, okay? So, and a lot of this can also just, I don't know, okay, anyway. So, one thing in particular that I realized that causes, like, me to be really, like, bloated is broccoli, and it's something that, like, you're like, what? Broccoli? Like, that's leafy green. That's fiber. You just said to eat that. Yeah, exactly, but for me, it just doesn't sit right with me. And so another thing is like eggs. And so some people might not even realize that because you're thinking once again, these are kind of like more natural whole foods and just you wouldn't think are a problem. So you're going to continue to eat it and you don't even know that it's not really registering. And so a way to really figure out what your triggers are, and this is something that takes time, which is why I kind of wanted to elaborate on it and give you some homework because This isn't something where you're just going to be able to do it this week and then really know, but it is something that you can do over time and really find what works for you. So I recommend doing some sort of food journal. And what that is, is essentially you eat your meal and then you can do it even in your phone. Like you don't have to go out and buy a journal or like a notebook. And I'd actually would recommend doing it in your phone just so that you always have it with you and that you can kind of do it once again where you have it easily available. I don't want you to to spend too much time doing this, but I do want you to also just start being mindful of these things. So you eat your meal and then 10 minutes after, I want you to write down how you feel. So literally write like meal one, a chicken, broccoli, and rice. I'm going to say this like really basic just to keep it simple. But if you ate a more like high ingredient meal, I want you to actually put all the ingredients, every ingredient. And then, then you start the time. Well, then you start the stopwatch. I don't know. I am so tired right now. It's also like 9 30 PM on a Wednesday, which it is my rest day, but it's never a rest. And I have just been like cleaning and it's been a long week. So I feel like my energy is also kind of low, but we needed to address this. But anyway, so you write all the ingredients out and then you check in with yourself after 10 minutes and really just pay attention to how you're feeling and then write down if there's anything that's like, or even write down if it's going well, just be like, yeah, everything's, everything's chilling, we're ill and we're back on the street. 
Um, I'm just kidding. That was a Mac Dre reference. My bad. I'm getting silly when I'm sleepy. But, um, and then do 30 minutes and then do an hour. So notice how I'm saying that you're checking in regularly, but also not too frequently, but yeah, 10 minutes. Cause it's like right after you ate 30 minutes, cause you're starting to digest. And then after an hour, you should really be able to tell if there's something that's not sitting right. Right? How you feel after all of that. If there's something that you're feeling like gas, bloating, whatever, write it down. And then we'll go on to the next step of part two. So then <clears throat> after you kind of get in a habit of doing that, then you can start looking at the ingredients. So this is where it kind of starts taking time because it could be once again, the chicken, the broccoli, or the rice. We don't know. But then if you're eating chicken in other meals, or broccoli in other meals, or rice in other meals, then you might be able to easily see like, oh, every time I ate rice this week, it it just didn't sit right with me. Or every time I ate broccoli, I, it didn't sit right. And then you can eliminate broccoli that week and then go throughout it and write things down. And then maybe you maybe it was just the broccoli and you got really lucky. Maybe it's something a little more... Um, <clears throat> A little more like, I don't want to say like intricate, but like something where it's going to be a longer process for you to like dive deep and like really figure out what ingredient it is. But with time, you can slowly eliminate the things that you think it is and see if it sits right. And if you eliminate it and nothing changes, then you can bring it back. These elimination diets can be especially helpful. Like I know that like a lot of people use like keto or like carnivore for like autoimmune diseases because it's like it really is a true elimination diet and just gets rid of anything that can be causing like inflammation and stuff. And so you don't have to go extreme, but I just want to say like eliminating things over time is going to be the only way for you to really play around and see what sits right. Unless it's something really, once again, obvious that you're eating all the time and you're like, oh, well, every time I put that in my meal, I don't feel well. But just something to consider. You also can go and get like, I haven't done this, but <clears throat> there's like food sensitivity tests that your doctor can order or that you can order online and you can do that too. And it can kind of tell you what foods you'd be sensitive to. I don't know how much that costs and I can't imagine that that would be included in insurance. I haven't done the research on it, but that is also another option if it's just something where you're like, girl, I'm not doing no journal and I, or I can't figure it out. So this one's a short one. It's only been 15 minutes and some of this I'm definitely going to have to cut out. But but anyways, that's all I have for you guys today. And I hope that you can take some of these and start implementing them right away. I know that it will be a process, but bloating is just not chill and it's not normal. I feel like so many people just live with this feeling of constant bloating and indigestion and it's just so normalized that people just think it's okay and it's really not and we're not supposed to live like that and eating out a lot or eating processed foods and stuff can really do that um so eating well-balanced meals prioritizing protein and counting your macros and stuff really can help immediately help with bloating but if you're doing all of that and um your body is a little more sensitive then you can start implementing these things, like I said, with the fiber, probiotics, eating in a stress-free environment, taking your time, 
eating whole foods, really just eating the rainbow. You don't need to supplement. You don't need a detox tea. You need to start with what you have and start small and, you know, focus on your breaths, get some movement in after meals if you can, and really get on that food journal so that you can start kind of eliminating those triggers and really figure out what's sitting with you or sitting wrong with you. So not sitting well with you. Wow. Sitting wrong with you. Um, and then just eliminate it. It could be something so simple where you obviously don't even maybe even need to do every single thing that I just listed out, but maybe it's just the food. And then you're like, oh, well, right after I eliminated that food, then I'm good. So just some tips that can help you without having to feel like you need to go buy a supplement or do something like that. And this will help you in the long term, in the long run, to feel your best, look your best, and um, not feel and look pregnant when you're not. So hope that you guys um, are having a good week, and I hope that you guys are enjoying the podcast so far. I've been getting some good feedback on the last one, so that is exciting. I'm glad that people are um, enjoying it, but also learning from this. I'm going to wrap this up now and send you guys off with that. So please report back with your finding. Don't make me pull a pop quiz on you and check in with me. DM me if you're implementing some of these things or if you um, need any more ideas or if you have any questions about this, please, please, please shoot me a message on Instagram. Taylor Hodson underscore is my name. If you are not following me on there, please go check it out. Um, I post a ton of content and stuff that you can easily save on there. And if you need support or need any help or just once again have any questions, please let me know. I would love to help support you. So um, let's say bye-bye to Bloat for Good. And um, yeah, just send her on her way. We don't know her anymore. So anyways... Hope that you have a good rest of your day, a good rest of your week, and I will catch y'all on the flip side.